On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we talk college football, an outlook of the rest of the Badgers season. What does that look like? As well as Alabama is pretty good at football. Can anyone touch them? I don't know. Talk West Virginia, Texas. That was crazy. Also, college basketball is back. When do you get into it? Find out when we do. NBA, NFL, everything in between. Derrick Rose dropped 50. And we talk about basketball jerseys. All right, let's start the show. Back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, your co-host Marlo and joined by Casey on this daylight savings time trying to recalibrate to that hour, Casey. How are we doing? Yeah, it, in daylight savings time, one of my, uh, used to be, I guess, one of my, my favorite days, but now as uh, both you and I have a young child at home, it is a different, uh, different experience. I still stay up that hour later thinking, hey. It's not really midnight. It's eleven o'clock or, or what have you. Um, but no, it. Uh, my son did not did not recognize the extra hour and got up at his usual time, yeah. which was the now. Kid don't, they don't get the memos. They don't change their clocks. They just keep on. They keep on moving. So <laughs> no. Yeah, it was uh, so an early morning. Uh, but he, I guess, did stay through his stay up through his nap. So went to bed. Uh, a little bit early tonight, so hopefully that we can reset him to uh, the daylight savings time. That's our that's our plan, at least. Um, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Uh, but that was our our adjustment today, and it, it didn't help that it was <laughs> a cold, rainy day either. Just kind of a gloomy, overcast day here. Yes, it was. Uh, I assume it was there as well. So good day to stay inside, watch football. Um, yesterday was. Also, good day. To watch football. I don't know how the weather was because I didn't go outside. So. I didn't do anything but stay inside and watch football all weekend. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like sounds like early November. Yeah, do that. So, yeah, yeah, and at least I have a podcast to uh, at least feel like I have a reason to do <laughs> it's, watch it's, all the it's research. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for my. I was going to say job. It's not a job. Do it for my hobby. I don't know. It doesn't sound as good. In my head, it's a job. And right. I am working. You want to be the best at your craft that you can. Um. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm sure as the next 45 minutes to an hour will uh, attest. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not the best at the craft. But uh, we're going to give it a go. Um, speaking mm-hmm. of giving it a go, Marlo, uh, I did not do that in my fantasy football this week. I'm that guy Uh-oh. who did not. And this, it's a big bye week. There's a lot of people on uh, bye. Like my whole bench is buys. Yeah. Yep. And uh, in one league, my whole bench was buys last week. And then the other one is this week. And I, I don't know if I'll get to <laughs> 60 in either. It's terrible. I swear I swear I looked at it on Thursday as, you know, you get the email reminder to check it out. You know, there's Thursday football. And I swear I looked at it and did it then. Obviously, I didn't. And uh, I, among others, I left Julio Jones. He finally, he finally got a touchdown, and you missed it. Um, his first touchdown 
First touchdown of the season. Yes. Yes. Oh. I saw earlier in the game he had like 70, 80 yards and no touchdowns. And I'm like, come on. Like, what is this? ridiculous and then he got one and i was even more upset uh so two l's in the fantasy football i'm sure everyone is very interested to hear about that uh but i was that guy this week so i guess nobody probably cares everybody in my (laughs) leagues are like happy that i did this but uh, i guess in the league we're in together i'm essentially a non-entity so it doesn't matter um anyway all right that's what's going on with me marlo uh anything else on on your end before uh fantasy this week i'm going to be three and one on my teams um. Yeah, I need I need I need you to stop James White. I need the Packers to stop James White, but he went ahead and scored the first yeah. touchdown game. So we'll see how that goes as this, yeah. as this game okay. continues. Yeah, I guess for uh, posterity's sake, we are recording during the the Packers Patriots game. I think it's a uh, was planned by me to yeah. try not be too nervous about the game and distract myself. Um, although we'll probably be done recording by, I don't know, end right. of the first quarter, uh, at least halftime. So I'll have plenty yeah. of time to be nervous and pace. And So, yeah, uh, if, you, if, you, if, you see, if you see Casey or hear Casey going in and out, it's because we're recording during the Packers game. Or if there's a random yell in the middle of <laughs> said statement. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, or if the, yeah, or long pauses <laughs> where Marlo finishes talking and I don't, right. don't pick up the conversation. Right. That might happen. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, on to the football, uh, Marlo. The Badgers played uh, as they tend to do on Saturday, uh, beating Rutgers thirty-one to seventeen. I guess my takeaway was another comfortable, non-exciting, uh, nothing to, uh, I guess, really write home about victory, uh, which is. I guess a good thing, but also a bad thing in the sense that it's, it seemed so casual, but I, again, wanted more. Yeah, I wanted more. 31-17, we did not cover. I think the spread yeah. opened up at 31, went down with the 28 yeah. uh, by the time kickoff, but we weren't even close to covering. And it just the, like I said, it was an uneventful game. Atmosphere just wasn't there uh, for obvious reasons. Not, not only that it was Rutgers, but, mm-hmm. you know, what are, what, what are we going to do? Uh, so I, yeah, I really, as far as the highs and lows, we won. That's that's the only thing you can do. I'm kind of looking towards what the rest of our season kind of uh, accumulates to. Yeah. What that what that has for us in the future, I will give you a little hint. It's a little gloomy on my on my <laughs> on my end, but we get that to a little bit. Yeah. Um, one of the things that happened during this game, though, we did. You know, Hornibrook came out of his cushion protocol, started the game. Uh, but was mm-hmm. knocked out after after the first half. Yeah, he took a hit at the end of the end of the half, which uh, I guess in my mind a play that didn't need to happen. Uh, got got knocked back and hit his head on, on the ground. Uh, to be fair, it was not a encouraging first half for him. Seven of sixteen for a mere ninety two yards and two interceptions. Um, I guess to tell you where I'm at with Horny Brook, um, I. I was, I took notes during the game, and I, I jotted down Hornybrook's first interception, um, and it obviously it was the first one, but I was already anticipating there being more because I wrote down first uh, in front of interception. Um, he did go on to throw a second one in the first half. Although, I, if I would be a Hornybrook defender, let me try and do this. Um, 
Not entirely sure he should have played. Maybe still should have been in that concussion protocol. Just did not seem right, although maybe he hasn't seemed right all year. One could make that argument. Uh, the first interception, sure, he threw it into coverage, but there were two Badger players there uh, on that route in the same spot. So he had that extra defender that I don't think should have been there, the one who made the interception. So uh, I don't know if that was a play design or players running the wrong route or an incorrect route. Um, so I would, if I was a Hornybrook defender, I would, I would say that in the second one, uh, he stared down his receiver, held on the ball a little too long and the defender made a nice play. Uh, and I would give him credit for that. Um, again, two mistakes that, that as we talk about, he shouldn't make, uh, and he was just generally inaccurate throughout the game though. Uh, I don't know, uh, Marla, do you think with, uh, your boy, Jack, Jake, Jake, Jack, Cohen, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> coming in and playing pretty well. Um, in the second half, is this the end of of the Hornibrook era? End of the era? I don't think so because I I think Chris loves this kid, right? Yeah. I think this is you know kind of this is his boy, this is his project. You know, he wants he wants him to succeed, and that's that's his guy. So I think Hornibrook will be back. Um, do I think it's fair to say that it should be open season? I think so. Um, you know, for whatever reason. We we said at the beginning of the year this team was going to go or fail with Hornybrook. Um, you know, because we need a quarterback to step up. We need a quarterback to step up that we can win because of, uh, not in spite of, and just keep the, the offensive will training, showing flashes of, hey, I can do this, and flashes of, hey, what am I doing out here? And so, yeah, I think the lows, the lows for me, the lows are too lows, and we've seen, way, we've seen too many already this season. Mm-hmm. And obviously the season's passed, but he doesn't hasn't hasn't taken that step, and we've given him enough time, obviously, in, or in three seasons to to really show us that, and it's just not there. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'd be okay moving on. I mean, suffice it to say, I don't know if there's something better behind him. We saw what Jake and Jack did last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we might we might see what he's going to be doing next week. That's still up for grabs. Um, so yeah, I, we'll just we'll see how it goes. I just want to know where my my orange bull Alex Hornibrook is. Right. I want I want I want that guy. I if he if he can come back, that would be wonderful. Um, yeah, we'll see. Obviously, he's probably back in the protocol uh, with the head injury or the reaggravated head injury. Uh, so who knows if he'll even be healthy enough? I think uh, what we saw out of Cone uh, last week at Northwestern. I think you even if he had a good second half against um, against Rutgers. Uh, I think in in replacing Hornybrook, I think you want to go with the more veteran guy on the road. I, I think that Cohn struggled against Nebraska. Granted, he was behind most of the game, but man, it's there's a good chance that that's going to happen next week at Penn State. And I'd rather have, while he hasn't been good, I'd rather bet on the chance that maybe Orange Bowl Hornybrook uh, does does show up. Uh, but maybe I'm the last guy in, <laughs> as a Badger fan holding out for that. I don't know. I, it's me and Paul Christ on an island just waiting waiting for him to, to come on uh, there. Um, other in the, uh, otherwise, in the game, uh, Jonathan Taylor had a pretty good stat line, 27 carries, 20, uh, 208 yards, excuse me, and three touchdowns. Uh, didn't fumble. That's a plus. Uh, but I guess you can't complain about 208 yards, right? But it did uh, – I just—it still feels like he's missing a little bit of explosiveness. He hasn't been ripping off those those big gains. He had uh, some large gains, but nothing, you know, breaking into the house or anything. I still am waiting to see that breakout. Uh, but a, a real good game from him. Uh, I don't know if any you want to talk about that or anything else uh, in the game. No, I like seeing 
208 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, it's great. Now I just want him to do it. Well, it's too late anyways. But I just want him to do it against a, a good team, you know, a formidable opponent. And that's what I think. It seems like, uh, I guess, I mean, we, we expect a lot out of Taylor. So when he has like 97 yards, like, well, what are you doing? Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was good. I think it was good to see him be committed to the run. Um, unlike some other games where we decided that we're just going to go away from Taylor in general. Uh, so those are that we were committed to that and that he was just racking up yards and running where he's supposed to be going. Yeah, I thought the difference, uh, I guess, between Hornybrook's performance and Cones, if I can go back to that, was that in the second half, we decided to beat Rutgers with the run game no matter what and then play off of that. But in the first half, I thought that we knew that Rutgers, excuse me, <clears throat> Rutgers was going to stop the run, so we tried to throw to open up the run game. Uh, and I think that was a mistake, and we should just be true to our identity and get Taylor the ball. Um, and I think that was a little bit of the lopsided uh, stat line between Hardybrook and Cohen. But, uh, yeah, Taylor, great game. Uh, hope he can keep it going. Next week at Penn State, Marl, that's the matchup. That's, the I guess, the big one left, right? Yeah. Um, a chance for us to – last chance for us, I think. Well, maybe uh, Purdue will be considered a good team, is a good team. Um what would be a big road win at Penn State? Yeah. All right. So you want to hear this? Penn State. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to hear it. I think, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win that one. Whoa. We're gonna win. I think we're going to win the Penn State one. Although we are going. They have natural grass, right? I'm pretty sure they have natural grass. Yeah, yeah. I think our next two games are natural grass, which is scary. Um, okay. But I think we're going to be Penn State. I don't think. I mean, uh, McSurley's running around on like one leg. Um, it doesn't seem like they're uh, that good of a team if he's not able to do his his running around thing. Um, so they got that going for it, and then they're just not that good of a team at this moment. But I really do think we're going to lose to Purdue, and then I think Minnesota is a toss up. No, <laughs> I'm so scared of Minnesota, just because it's it's I I don't know. It's just it just seems like that type of season. Well. <sighs> I think at Purdue definitely looks like a much more challenging game than we thought coming into the season. Them just beating Iowa at home on a last minute, last second field goal. It was late. Yeah. Either way, uh, defeating Iowa, who looks to be a pretty good team this year. Uh, at Penn State, I don't know what to make of Penn State. Um, you know, after the performance they put up against Michigan, although. I would sit here and say that Wisconsin put up a similar performance against Michigan, so yeah. maybe we're... But if that is the case, we're more on par with Penn State than I thought we were going to be going into the game. So I would put that at a toss-up. I still like us over Purdue, uh, just because I can't believe that Purdue is making the strides that they are, and perhaps they'll prove me wrong. But Minnesota <laughs> just fired their defensive coordinator, gave up 55 points uh, to a very poor Illinois team. Uh, I just don't think Minnesota's there yet. I'm knocking on wood as I say this. And I think that the the situation in Minnesota is at some point, this run is going to end. And I guess maybe I could see this weird season being a weird year where that, where that happens. And God, that would, that would be awful, but I don't, I don't expect it. Um, yeah, I feel but like I PJ think, is just—he's just been the whole season has been just for that game, 
And it's like, if he can just win that game, then that will, you know, go into the next season so he could row his boat and do whatever the hell he wants to do. Um, but that's why it's just scary. And then Purdue, I think Purdue's just a bad matchup, right? I don't, Yeah. I think ultimately, you know, man to man, we're probably, you know, we're better personnel, but it's just a bad matchup. They just live off of uh, those big plays with those, uh, with, you know, athletic, uh, um, athletic skill players. And guess what? Our defense is not good against big plays and athletic skill players. So that's where I see it coming in. All right. Well, I, <laughs> it's, you picked the, the toughest game on the schedule is the one you think we're going to win. That's Yeah, I know, right? That's interesting. I'm, convi- uh, I'm convinced. Of it. At, at, one point, at one point during the game, um, I was like, we're losing Penn State and Purdue. And then I reevaluated Penn State based on what I saw. And I was like, okay, I think we're going to beat Penn State, but I still think we're going to lose to Purdue. That's my well, outlook. I hope, I hope that you are wrong. Um, and then we're going to win. <laughs> then we're going to win against like Buffalo and whatever bowl game we're going to. <laughs> that was that was one thing that the athletic department they're they're they were really proud of that we're bowl eligible on Twitter, and I think they they put a lot of a lot of effort into their tweets and Instagrams about us being bowl eligible now. But bowl eligible, yeah. Well, we did it. We did it. We did it. Against all odds, we made it. All right. Uh, elsewhere in college football, Marlo, uh, Michigan, we talked about this briefly, I guess. Uh, Michigan is actually really good. They're good. I guess they're good. Or they're just playing mad. I know they're, what's the defensive end name? He's, done, he's calling it the revenge tour. He's trying to yeah. go after every team that they lost against last year and put a hurting on them, which they have done twice now. Yeah, against yours truly, and then just beating the crap out of Penn State. Um, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. And their only loss is to Notre Dame, which apparently Notre Dame is good. Uh, they just beat Northwestern. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, so I mean, I'm pulling for them. I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they get to that Ohio State game with undefeated, well, undefeated in the Big Ten, and if they go on to represent and see what happens from there. But they look. That Peters, the the quarterback seems to be the different. Is it Peterson? Yeah, Shea. 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 Something. Let's call him Patterson. Shea. Yeah, Patterson. That's what it is. Yeah, it seems to be the difference. Uh, being able to make big plays with his legs and his arms. Uh, you know, they're looking. Uh, they're looking. They're rolling. And Harbaugh went from on the hot seat week one to like now yeah. being the greatest thing ever again. Which I think is the worst part of all of this is <laughs> Harbaugh love. I yeah. mean, that's just that's just the worst. Uh, I guess to be fair, they're they're. Two biggest games, I guess, Wisconsin and Penn State. So far, I think we're we're at home. They did win at Northwestern, um, but I think having both those at home, they're at Ohio State. That's, I think, pretty clearly going to be when we learn about how good they are. But they look good, and it 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 makes me a little bit sick, uh, <laughs> which sucks. Um, and I guess the alternative maybe Penn State isn't that good, and therefore we have a shot next week. Uh, but I really don't like Michigan being this good under Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, it's gonna suck though. But you know, if it works out, this is what's gonna happen. They'll win. They'll win the Big Ten, and then they'll have to play like Alabama first, and then they're just gonna get yeah. they're just gonna get the crap kicked out of them. Yeah. Uh, well, let's hope so. <laughs> uh, speaking of Alabama, they uh, the, that was I guess the marquee matchup this weekend. Alabama ranked number one versus LSU, ranked third, fourth, third. Third, yeah, Something third, like three, yep. Third, so top three matchup uh, at LSU, Alabama won 29-0. Oh, wait, hold on. This was build up yeah. all week. 
built up. Yeah. This matchup was built up so much. It was going to be a game. People were giving LSU a chance. I think what was this? The it was a it was a fourteen point spread going Alabama's way. But yeah, you know the hype the hype train that is ESPN trying to make this to be it's going to be a game. It's going to be a game, and it was just it was nothing. It was just a yeah. beat down by Alabama. Yeah, it it was. I think uh, I kind of tuned out at. I think it was. I what was it sixteen zero at halftime, and I was like, "There's, there's no way LSU is not moving the ball." And I know that as Badger fans, Marlo, we complain a lot about if we could just get a quarterback. If why can't we recruit quarterbacks? Blah blah blah. Yeah, we do that. We do that a lot. Do. But my God, LSU. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the poster child for not having a quarterback. Uh, I mean, they had Jamarcus Russell, right? But <laughs> even who is a fine college quarterback? I, yeah. But he was like he was in the NFL. He was inconsistent and had a big arm. They have so many times have had the defense, the skill position players to win and have just lacked a quarterback. And it's unbelievable that they have not been able to get a quarterback down there to uh to play well enough to to get them to that to that next level. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah, they're like pulling transfers like they've had transfers like the third string from Purdue start at LSU. And yeah. this and this guy transfer LSU now I think is a transfer. It's it makes no sense. And then what's worse about it is that they are they're still pretty good without a yeah. quarterback. Very good yeah. without a quarterback. Very good I without mean, a quarterback. And that has to hurt as an LSU fan. Because I mean it hurts for us and we're still like, if we had a quarterback, we'd be okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, if they had a quarterback, they'd be national title contenders year in, year out. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So I guess shout out to LSU fans. We feel your pain and just I, I don't understand it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so Alabama dominates twenty nine to zero. Tua is unbelievable. Uh, they just look like a better team, uh, or the best team, best team ever. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I mean, it'll, it'll start to be talked about, and then those it'll start to be talked about. It's just not fair. I did. Daniel Tua has a brother. He's a younger brother, also committed to Alabama. Fantastic quarterback. It's ridiculous. I mean, one year. They're from Hawaii, right? Yeah, but then I think their family moved to Alabama to be closer now because I saw his oh, yeah, brother yeah. was playing on ESPN the other day because that's what I do. Oh, I watch yeah. high school football. I was I was going to make a joke about how when you're <laughs> in Hawaii, you know, you just want to go to Birmingham, Alabama, yeah, exactly. play, some, play some football. Yep. I, I mean, to be fair, they're going to win national championships. So congratulations to them. Um, it, so I have to say, Marla, Bama being this good or looking this good makes honestly makes me feel a little better about wisconsin underperforming <laughs> how so explain because it because it doesn't matter <laughs> like, like we had we had and granted if because at the beginning of the year if we go back to the beginning of the year yep. you know we're thinking we have a shot at making the college football playoffs shot at winning the big 10 and still you know obviously winning the big 10 i think is an achievable goal normally for wisconsin it's yeah. something you can set your sights on but making the college football playoff or winning uh, that is is usually a bit far off for a Wisconsin fan. Uh, and this year we came into uh the season thinking maybe just maybe. Uh, but Bama's too good, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it wouldn't matter if we play Alabama. It's not a game, so who cares? <laughs> who cares how disappointing our season is? Alabama's going to win it all, and uh, so if we underperformed, so what? Yeah. So yeah, when we look back on this, when you, you look in the record books, it will say whatever wins, losses, 
it didn't matter. Alabama was unstoppable. It didn't matter. That's right. It didn't matter. 20, 2018 college football season, it didn't matter. Alabama <laughs> was too good. I think that's it feels, fair. It feels just I feel like the the disappointment washing away as I say that. <laughs> just the cleansing of Alabama being too good. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. Appreciate that. God. God. It, but on, on the other hand, God, it sucks that they're so good. Oh, so, <laughs> so terrible. It's so frustrating. When is that guy. not going to happen? I don't. When Nick Saban ret- retires, just maybe. Uh, yeah, but until until then, I don't. I don't know. I feel like Nick is. He's already like he's already died twice. They've already reincarnated him somehow. You know. Yeah. Like he's just going to be around forever, and Alabama's just going to be really good at football forever. Oh, careful! I made jokes about that with Joe Paterno and the <laughs> Penn State fans. The Penn State fans did not like that. So. <laughs> All our Bama fans out okay. there who are listening to the pod, we're sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's a health. He's a healthy, alive individual. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, elsewhere, I guess in college football, Marlo, uh, there were some. There were some shootouts in the Big Twelve, as there tend to be. Oh wow! Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> wow. Little defense played there. Uh, and I guess the more interesting of the two was, uh, I guess first the first one I'll just talk about uh, Oklahoma. Uh, over Texas Tech uh, in the rematch. They were hyping it up because it was the rematch of the Baker Mayfield uh, Patrick Mahomes matchup when they set crazy records yeah. two years ago. And it was another crazy game. I think it was like 51-46, something like that. It was a, a high-scoring game, but I think the more marquee matchup was West Virginia versus Texas, uh, which went down to the wire. Uh, West Virginia had a chance. or They scored a touchdown. They could have kicked the extra point to tie it, and they went for two. Um, getting it, converting the extra point conversion twice, <laughs> yeah, that, uh, to go on to win. So I think last week we talked about uh, was it, it was Tennessee in an NFL, Tennessee, and the NFL going for two and not making it. Uh, here they went for two and made it. Uh, so obviously we like the call; it worked. Yeah, this we had this one worked. Had the cojones. Uh, you know the old the old adjective is when you're on the road, go for the win. At home, you go for the tie. Yeah. Uh, so that sure. that's what they were going for, and I thought I was like, man, it's a lot of big balls, big balls doing that, and it worked. Like you said, it worked twice. Texas is Texas is not back again. Oh, not back, not back. They were back, not back. Now they're just not back. It was yeah, yeah. It they, it, it waffled back and forth, wavered back and forth, wavered yeah, and a couple times in this. Game. Um, and yeah, it was very heartbreaking for Texas. I watched this game with the Texas fan. And as soon as that, as soon as that second one happened, yeah, I did. Oh, no. I, I still, I still don't know if he's alive. He walked out the bar, just, just, just shoveled, and I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> so, so Jeremy, yeah. if you're out there, please send help. Please send a sign. Yeah, yeah. Call us. Yeah, call us. Let us know you're okay. Uh, I guess the other thing that stopped me in this game was the officiating very early on. Uh, I don't know if you picked up on this, Marlo. Uh, West Virginia scored a touchdown, and they did. You know how yeah, uh, yeah. Texas does the horns yep. thing with their their yeah. So the yep. West Virginia guy scored and then turned yep. the horns upside down, so like pointed them down, and they gave them an unsportsmanlike conduct for that. Ugh. which is Teams ridiculous. Have been, people have been doing that to the to Texas forever. The Oklahoma games, they do it all the time. I'm so surprised. You know, that's just a, that's an officiator who is trying to get his name out there, right? It it was so ridiculous, and then so that was on the touchdown, and then on the yeah. p- 
point after try, there was a little bit of shoving uh, by one of West Virginia's linemen, and they called unsportsmanlike conduct and threw him out of the game. Said he threw a punch. <laughs> so, which was it was ridiculous. What is this game? This is supposed to be football. Yeah, and so I saw. I don't know if I've ever seen this before. West Virginia kicked off from the ten yard line. Yeah, <laughs> they had two uh, unsportsmanlike penalties. It was ridiculous. I don't know. I just wanted to share that. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't I know if there was any other officiating things, but that was bizarre. Right. Yeah. Just let the kids play. Let's get <laughs> let out of here. Let the kids play. All right. That was college football. Anything else in college football stand out for you, Marlo? No, it's crazy. Apparently, like uh, Boston College, there's like weird teams. Syracuse and Boston College jumped yeah. up in the rankings. I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I spent this weekend. Um taking in much more of college football as a general, as I'm, you know, taking less in of the measures, so to speak, and getting the lay of the land. I'm like, I was so surprised, like, looking up and down, like, what teams are ranked and what's going on. So um, it's been been a very interesting week and very eye-opening. Yeah, I think the ACC is just a little bit weird with uh, Florida State's not good this year. Yeah. Uh, So you have Virginia Tech's not good. So you have teams like Boston College and Syracuse. Ranked. It's, ranked it's weird yeah um, so strange bizarre land like a six and two washington not being ranked it's bizarre yeah Who, who's on these committees come on unbelievable all right uh college football we'll keep watching that we'll keep an eye on that Marvel. yeah we'll keep our keep an eye on our that fingers on the pulse of college football as we learn who any of the players on boston college or <laughs> couldn't couldn't name one it's not and i'm still at syracuse i'm not sure uh, all right all right so it's- starting this week, Marlo, college basketball is back. College basketball is back. When do you start getting into college basketball? So, immediately. Immediately. <laughs> no, so they do the, the championship uh, or uh, championship class. Yeah. I think it's Tuesday uh, when the Badgers start, but uh, it's Tuesday. And they have the, the those marquee matchups, right? It's, uh, what was it, Duke, Michigan State, and Kansas, Kentucky. Yeah. Some combination of yep. those four teams. That's great. I I like the first week where it does um, those kind of marquee matchups to get your attention, to grab the the fans' attentions, get them college basketballs here, and then I tune out to the holiday tournament, right? The, the Maui Invitational, that sort of stuff, um, and then conference play. Yeah, and when and when Wisconsin plays Marquette, right? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 perfect. Yeah, so usually that's the same for me. Usually it's like one or two games beforehand. You know, we usually have two, one or two marquee games. And then I honestly, I, I really, it's hard for me to get in usually uh, before the football season is like winding up, uh, in, you know, in December, uh, yeah. you know, before bowls really kicked off. And then when the bowls go, it's like, oh, I need something to, to, to put it in. So then I just start getting into college and it winds down to March. So with it kicking off on Tuesday, will I pay attention? Yeah, I'll probably tune in. I know I'll probably watch the Xavier game. No, but especially knowing as a Wisconsin, a Wisconsin team, that's not going to be the same team that ends up playing, you know, later in the season. Hopefully, uh, is yeah. usually how things yeah. usually how things work out. So, Badgers open up uh, hosting Coppin State uh, this Tuesday, and then next Tuesday is is Xavier. Uh, I I hope to see lots of highlights of the uh, Bronson Koenig shot and Bill Murray's reaction. Yes. I mean that will that will be great. Um, 
Marla, what are your, I guess, do we have, uh, maybe we can get into this more next week, but do you have early expectations on what this year is going to be like? It sounds like the media, uh, as I Googled and looked through previews, has Badgers anywhere from 6th to ninth uh, In the Big Ten. In, in the Big Ten, <laughs> which, to be honest, it sounds like the Big Ten is going to have a down year this year. We don't have, Michigan State's going to be, Michigan's going to be good, but outside of that, you're counting on Nebraska being as good as they were last year. Uh, Indiana making a leap with some of the freshmen that they have coming in. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know what to expect. Six to nine. I'd say six to eight sounds about right. Uh, I think a successful year would be a return to the NCAA tournament. Right. Let's yeah. Let's do baby right. steps. Let's get back to the tournament. Let's stay healthy. First of all, let's stay healthy, which is already kind of messed up. Already. Already. <laughs> already on that. But. Uh, let's try to stay as healthy as possible. Yeah, and let's get back to that tournament game. Let's give us a reason to to uh, cheer for our team in March. That would be a lot of fun. So I don't need, I don't have any early expectations. I really need to see them play because I don't yeah. I don't know what this team is going to look like uh, with everyone coming back from injury. Um, you know, obviously we'll have Ethan Happ, Davidson, who shoulder is clear to go. So hopefully that won't be popping out every game. Yeah, we got that go. So yeah, I'm gonna hold off on my expectations. I need to do a little more digging. Maybe if I watch this game, I'll watch this one game against Coppin State and have a better idea. Maybe on uh, how it goes. I yeah. was kind of scared when I saw the uh, the exhibition game. We only won by twelve, but I only saw a box score. I didn't actually see the game, so I don't know what there. Yeah, uh, they played UW Oshkosh. Yeah, D three school. One of the the in state games. Yeah, one of the in-state games that they play, um, didn't also did, didn't see it. Didn't I don't put too much stock in, into those. Although <laughs> when we had the secret scrimmage against Iowa State and it came out, uh, some of the stat lines and Aleem Ford's stat line was fantastic. And the next thing I see is that he's out indefinitely with knee injury, um, so already not staying. Yeah, what was the secret um, scrimmage thing? Like, what, you, it's a, you just roll out a ball like, oh, they just show up and you're not. It's supposed to be like you're not supposed to say anything about it. Yeah, I'm not sure. It seems like a lot of the schools are doing the secret scrimmage that then the stat lines and everything leaks out. So yeah. I guess it's just not filmed or whatever. So therefore, it's secret. I yeah. don't know. Uh, but it's, it seems like there were a lot of those throughout college basketball. Uh, we played uh, Iowa State, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and handled them. Aleem Ford had a big game, um, something like 18, 19 points. Um, but yeah, he's out indefinitely. It sounds like it's not terrible and he should be able to return this year maybe um closer to to march than the beginning of the season but uh you know obviously we wish him a speedy and uh safe recovery um there so yeah badgers basketball it's coming up faster than i mean it's tuesday already i mean my yeah it's here badger basketball here we'll have more later as the season progresses um yeah and we'll be more prepared hopefully (laughs) yeah we'll (laughs) We'll see see. we'll google more (laughs) Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, to the people that get paid to play. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We started. Uh, start with the NFL. Uh, I can start with the Bears if you want. You want to talk about the Bears? Yeah, let's do the Bears. Let's talk about yeah, Bears. About Bears. Bears had the 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 Peterman led Buffalo Bills this afternoon, yeah. and it was about what you expected. Poor, poor, poor Peterman, man. He comes out and he throws two interceptions that weren't really his fault. They weren't. The third one was. Right. 
but the first two, first two, his receivers kind of tipped in the air, and uh, it was a receiver off them. But when you look at his stat line of three interceptions, you'd be like, that's just that's what Peterman does. So yeah. poor, poor that guy. But he did score a rushing touchdown, which is the first rushing nice. touchdown the Bears have given up uh, this season. So maybe that will erase the twelve interceptions he's thrown this season, or no? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I think I saw a stat line. He has something like eighty-nine or ninety-something attempts, right? Yeah. And he has like 11, 11 interceptions. <laughs> not good. <laughs> not good. Probably not be starting in the NFL. <laughs> no, probably, probably not. Um, so, yeah, but actually it was obviously a great defensive day. The offense did not play all that well as far as um, Mr. Brisky goes. Had some Aaron throws. Didn't really connect the thing. Uh, had a nice touchdown at the end to give me a nice peace of mind. But you can't be mad. And a nice win, resting up to Khalil Mack these past two games that we have the Lions, Vikings, Lions again coming up, all those in 11-day span, which is really going to be the big chunk. So we're getting, hopefully get those guys back healthy and run through the NFC North. Yeah. I didn't watch much of this game. Uh, I think I saw, what was it, a fumble return for a touchdown and an interception for a touchdown. Yes. And then I disgustingly threw my remote on the floor and readjusted my uh, antenna so that I could get the <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee station <laughs> so I could watch uh, the Vikings lines, which was, I guess, equally disgusting <laughs> to me because the Vikings won. It was a tough, a tough early afternoon. Tough for, early afternoon. For a Packer fan. Um, once again, the Bears beat a crappy quarterback, uh, which I guess the Packers beat a crappy quarterback in the Bills too. Um, it'll be, I, I will be interested to see how the Bears fare against the NFC foes. Um, because I think that Stafford will be a somewhat formidable quarterback, although he got sacked like a thousand times today. So that doesn't bode well, uh, against the Bears for their pass rush. Um, did you see his little? Think, <laughs> did you see his little toss back that got ran back for a touchdown? <laughs> no, he's trying to lateral it. He he's definitely the best worst quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, so, he's so weird. I was I was ready for him to score two touchdowns. They ended up with a I think a field goal and then uh, no score. But I was ready for him to score two touchdowns just to get it close. It when the game was out of hand uh, today. So we'll see. Bears, uh, I hate, it's terrible. All right. Uh, elsewhere in the NFL, I guess the marquee match of the day, Saints-Rams. Uh, Saints uh, defeating the Rams, ending the the last unbeaten team. So congratulations, 72 Dolphins. Popping Pop champagne. champagne as you do. Uh, were these the two best teams that we saw today? I'll tell you what, they are the two best offenses for sure. That was fun to yeah. watch. Just score and score. And actually, it was. It looked like that the Rams were going to not the Rams. I'm sorry. It looked like the Saints were going to run away with it. They were. They were up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were up three scores at halftime. Then the Rams were able to come back and tie it, and yep. then the Saints, you know, came back at the end there. There's a nice little. Anyways, um, yeah, the Saints came back to win. So yeah, and it was just high flying. There's the balls flying everywhere. It was a lot of fun to watch. So I don't know if they're the best teams, but it doesn't seem like anyone can stop them right now. So, you know, is there really? I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know. I guess the Bears defense might be able to stop them. We'll see. We'll play. We play them, at least the Rams. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, 
if you can't, I don't know. I don't know if there is anyone out there that can stop their offense. So they were saying that maybe it is a NFC championship preview. It could be. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it was. No, I, I wouldn't either. And I think the the other teams you put up there, I guess if I had to put a top four on it right now, Saints, Rams, and the NFC, and then uh, Chiefs, Patriots, Patriots yeah. and the AFC, I think out of those, I think those four, you know, you're pretty good as odds that those will be the last four standing. Uh, I guess the thing that surprised me, and I guess it surprised me throughout the year with the Rams, is that their defense has been so porous. Yeah. I mean, they have Wade Phillips there, who's for all... You know, intense purposes considered a defensive genius. They have a lot of names on the defense. They, you know, again traded for Fowler at the trade deadline. Uh, so they have a lot of what I would think is NFL talent back there. And they just against the Packers. I mean, they won that game, but they gave up a lot of points against uh, the Saints today. They couldn't. They couldn't stop them. It's it, it, it's weird to me that their defense is not as good. As I would expect it to be, and I don't know. Maybe that will get better over time, but it just seems like they don't focus on that. And yeah, I don't know. It's weird. The other thing that struck me about this game uh, was I wanted to see Jared Goff be behind, and I guess he was against the Packers, but I wanted to see him have to make plays to see if he really was that good, or if he was just, you know, the quarterback who was on an offense where they're always winning, they're always doing well, because it's easier to be a quarterback yep. when your team's up. Uh, and he was behind, and he, yeah. he brought him back. And I guess against the Packers last week and this week, he, I'm worried he might actually be a good quarterback, which a year and a half ago seemed a bizarre statement. Uh, as he Right. They were talking about he was, the, he was going to be a huge bust. Huge bust. And he made... He made plays throughout uh, throughout the game, so I was I was really impressed with him, even even in a losing effort. I thought the Saints they went they had like fourth and four from their own 40, 45, something like that, and they punted. It was the first punt of the game, and it was like a net seventeen yeah. yard punt, and it was bizarre. And I thought I, I kind of thought, well, if they lose, they're going to lose because they punted here on this fourth and four or whatever it was, um, because they. Yeah, those, the Rams couldn't yeah. stop them. I, I didn't understand that. But they went on to win. It was a really entertaining game. Uh, and I just think we're in store for just an entertaining season with these two teams being presumably the best in the NFC and the two AFC teams being high-scoring teams as well. I, just a lot of points out there to be had. Uh, so, well, as we talked about, uh, Packers are happening now. Uh, and we're yep. gonna. I'm gonna wait for all my hot takes for that uh, <laughs> till the end of the game. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I don't think any of my live reactions have ever been really good, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll talk about the Packers deadline deals uh, in a little bit. So cut, cut to that. All right, Packers, Casey, take it away. All right. Well, I'm glad. First of all, I'm glad that we recorded the rest of the show before the Packer game, because <laughs> uh, I think it would have been a different. I know it would have been a different, much different attitude from me uh, during that. So that was a, a positive. Uh, apparently, uh, the score finished 31-17. I may have switched over to the Real Salt Lake Sporting KC MLS playoff game uh, somewhere in the fourth quarter. There. All right. I may have had that on the back channel, but didn't watch it um <laughs> apparently i can't escape uh devastating fumbles for more than uh more than a week uh packers were driving to go up uh it was 17 17 and aaron jones fumbles uh patriots pull a trick play out of their butt 
to your James White, and uh, the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> it was such a game changing fumble. Um, the refs ridiculously ejecting one of our safeties <laughs> in the first half. I felt like played a big role uh, in in the second half performance of the Patriots. What is up with that? You guys always get these crappy calls. It's, you know... I kind of feel bad. I saw on the Twitters that uh, they described our season as snake bit, and it definitely feels like that. It it feels... Uh, I mean, we're 3-4-1 and one now. Um, there is still a path. It's not a bright path. It's a very thorny and uh, overgrown path to uh, playoffs. But it feels like another lost season, which is... <sighs> I don't know. I guess you combine that with us trading away Ty Montgomery, sure, and we can talk about that more. I think that was right, but trading away, haha, Clinton Dix, uh, a starting safety who, as everyone seemed to get hurt every ser- as a player seemed to get hurt every series of this game, probably could have used another body back there that we didn't have. Um, and those two trades for draft picks seem like we're not the front office doesn't think we can win this year and then losing granted back to back weeks to as we talked about either earlier or later in this podcast depending on where this gets inserted in <laughs> messing with uh, uh our listeners again uh m- maybe two of the best four teams in the league maybe that's not terrible but it it, it feels bad right now and it feels like like i said maybe a lost season which as Aaron Rodgers is 30 four i should know this i don't know whatever he's around our age not he's no spring chicken and we only have some more seasons of him left and we're just i feel like we're just throwing this one away Ugh, it sucks god he was taking a lot of hits aaron Rodgers was it seemed like seems like he's getting beat up especially towards the end there yeah he took a couple hits and I, the big one and they the one they kept highlighting was um on the third down play where he tried to get the 12 men on the field and then took a took a hit from behind as he was scrambling and i i felt like i did a good job sticking with it and i i guess it was a blowout so the announcers had to kind of do their whole we need to fill time i didn't appreciate the l cool j greatest of all time going to commercial break uh song as they showed pictures of tom brady that made me want to throw up um but when they started talking about the patriots overcoming adversary adversary eh, I just, I wanted to throw my computer in the ground. Like, my God, dude, they're the most blessed team in football. <laughs> and, like, they're overcoming sort of un- these unfathomable odds. Give me a break. They're playing without Rob Gronkowski, who, sure, you know, used to be a big part of their offense, but hasn't done anything this year. And their rookie running back, Sonny Michelle. And, oh, my God, a left guard. Meanwhile, the entire Packers secondary is hurt. Half of our offensive line is hurt. Like, oh, congratulations, Patriots! You did it! Wow, what what a what a freaking Cinderella story they are! Unbelievable! I'm I'm all right. That's live reaction. Well done. Packers season's over. (laughs) (laughs) Done, Jane. So sad. Thank God we did the rest of the podcast before this. Um. I mean, I don't even know where we go from here. I guess the best case scenario is right that the NFC North is more competitive than in years past and a not great record makes the playoffs, right? Maybe, yeah. I think it'll probably, I think, yeah, I think like a nine and nine and six might be able to make 
win the division. Yeah. So it'd be like a Bears ten and ten and six, Packers, Vikings nine seven and one wins the division. Yeah, I just something think like those that. three teams are too are too close to get two teams in. Although who if we all right, if we're gonna expand this, who's gonna be a wild card? Right. I guess the, maybe two teams from the South, Atlanta and or no, Atlanta's lost quite a few games. So the Panthers will be a wild card, and then maybe the second one's from the North. Like if the Bears go ten and six, Packers or Vikings are probably Vikings nine six and one. Right? Let's do wild cards, maybe because nobody's coming out of the East. The West sucks. <sighs> this is yeah. Crazy. I don't know I went into these. T- obviously, again we. I just mentioned the two best team or two of the four best teams, as we said. Um, and I thought if we could split them, and even <laughs> I felt like we we're so close, especially in the Rams game. I think we should have won. The Packers should have won that game. Um, and now in this game, feeling like we had a chance to go ahead, and then it turning out like a blowout. It didn't feel that way when I was watching the game. Um, brutal. Now it's, I don't know, I'm down. Down with Packers. Devastating fumble. All right. Turning points, turning points. It it felt like that, that fumble was just, I think not only that, the fumble resulted in us taking points off the board on a drive that we probably would have scored and the Patriots putting points on the board, but then Aaron Jones just wasn't the same after that. He was just running with two hands on the ball, and he wasn't as explosive as he was. Uh, granted, when you're down, the running game's not as impactful, but he definitely seemed like a different running back the rest of the game uh, than he was before, where he was very effective. Man, I'm bummed. I'm bummed. Packer fans, I'm bummed with you. Um, at least we got the draft picks for Ty Montgomery and Ha Clinton Dix, I guess. Who, to be fair, Ha Clinton Dix went to the Redskins, and they... Uh, gave up a billion yards and touchdowns to the Falcons. So, who? I guess. All right. Let, I, I, I suppose I should talk about those two trades, right? Let's start with Montgomery. I think that's the easier conversation to have uh, after last week, where it sounds like he ignored coach's instructions to kneel and threw a little bit of a, a fit on the sidelines prior to that about missing a passing assignment or something. Um, seemed like he needed to go he seemed like he was uh not fitting into the team and was uh essentially disobedient to the coaching staff and once that happens you got to get that guy out of there and to get anything for him i think is a miracle because otherwise he was going to get cut Uh, i said on the podcast hey i don't know if he has a spot on the team that was before i knew that essentially he disobeyed uh the coach's instructions to kneel the ball on the kickoff, which is baffling. Um, he had to go and to get anything for that, I guess, is a, a good move. Uh, I, yeah, honestly, that that trade was like finalized early Monday, so I feel like yeah. that actual like that's when it was reported. I feel like they were making that trade was made like hours yeah. after that game. Yeah, they just cashed in any chips they had. Anybody inquiring? I mean, yeah, uh, just ridiculous. Uh, and then Ha Clinton Dix being traded was uh, a surprise to me although I did hear rumblings about how him kind of having complaints in the locker room and him kind of being dissatisfied with his uh, position or role in the Packers which was 
kind of confusing to me because I felt like the Packers were essentially saying, you're the leader of the defense. We need you to be that kind of guy. And he just, if you look at the, his play in the field, he wasn't that consistent leader uh, that the defense needed. Um, and in my in my mem- my fan memory, he's the 2016 high, Clinton Dix getting like six, seven interceptions in the season and making impactful plays. Um, but I think if you look at the deeper at the analysis, he hasn't been that type of safety in a while. Um, I once the trade happened, I was trying to rationalize it in my head, being the pro Packer fan that I am, uh, to him trying to do arm tackles on running backs and just missing tackles, and it's possible he's not the safety I remembered him or maybe wanted him to be. I and we'll see that play out. And it sounds like he was gone after this year anyway. Uh, so to get a draft pick for that again sounds good on paper, but it does kind of feel like you're trading away somebody who's playing now for an asset in the future. When how many more years of Aaron Rodgers do we have left? <sighs> Doesn't feel great. Doesn't feel great. I'm bummed. I'm glad the rest of the podcast was fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's all I got. I don't even know who, uh, who I don't even know who they play next week. I don't really care right now. <laughs> it's just, uh, all right. Well, hopefully, it can get you back on track. And through the magic of podcast singing, it will sound like you are. Yeah, and yeah, and then now it's eleven o'clock, and I have to instead of thinking over all these things in my head and um, you know rethinking the fumble or the roughing the kicker that was definitely a running into the kicker, things like that. And, Instead of going to bed, I'm just going to lay and think about those things because that's what happens at, during night games. <laughs> like, football is just over and I have to think about it and go to bed. I can't just like watch another night game and or a different game and, and, and kind of forget about my team's play. Ah, fun stuff. Yay, night games. <laughs> at, least the, at least the Monday night game sucks and it's Tennessee-Dallas. Who wants to watch that? Nobody. Nobody. Maybe I'll catch up on all the sleep that I don't get tonight by going to bed at halftime in that game. Uh, all right. Go back to fun me having fun in the earlier podcast. <laughs> hey. Oh, I just know what I thought about. I know what you're talking about. You, Houston. Are they for real? They went 0-3 and now they've won five in a row. Yeah. I mean, this has to be the most uninspiring five or six victories or whatever it is now in a row. Right. Um, I honestly checked out on them when they were 0-3 and haven't gone back. I know that when they, uh, early in the season, uh, Watson was really struggling. Maybe he was just getting back from his injury. Has he been better? I, I, I haven't seen them at all. Yeah. He's been, yeah, he's, he's been better. Uh, yeah, I think early on he was kind of, you know, getting back from that knee injury. Uh, he's slowly been better, but, the defense is obviously good. You got you know JJ Watt and, and Clowney uh, anchoring that down. Um, but I, I mean, to the point, like they won the day nineteen to seven, so it wasn't like it was an offensive, you know, onslaught. Yeah, but their defense is there. <laughs> Unless you, you got Case Keenum off. on the other side, but but he yeah he has been been playing better, and it's just you know the teams they've beat they you know they, it hasn't been like they've taken down more, but winning five in a row in NFL is still winning five in a row in, yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, I mean obviously their favorite to come out of the 
the South now. I just don't think that they have uh, the caliber of talent to compete with uh, the Patriots or uh, or the Chiefs or the Chargers, for that matter. We didn't talk about the Chargers, and they already lost to the Chiefs, uh, but they've been playing well. I put them ahead of the uh, the Texans, and I, it looks does it not look like Pittsburgh's going to come out of the North? I mean, yeah, they're also uninspiring, though. I mean. Yeah, I feel like they could win every game, and I feel like they could lose every game. It's it's weird. It's weird with them. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna correct myself. Six in a row. Six. Yeah, six in, in a row. row. Six in a row. Who did they beat? Um, weird. I don't know. Yeah, strange. Yeah, usually that um, the usually you know Pittsburgh Baltimore games are usually build up to be just. But I forgot they were going on today, and that game sucked too. <laughs> like you said, it was very uninspiring. Was, I don't know. Joe Flacco is not good. No, <laughs> I think they're just no, slowly. Not. I think they're slowly starting to phase him out for Lamar Jackson. But they're still gonna. They're still gonna tell Flacco he's a starter. He's just gonna get like four snaps yeah. a game. He's like, no, Joe, you're still a starter. You just don't don't go in this time. This this series. It's like when the Brewers put in Wade Miley for one pitch. It's like you get the first drive, Flacco, and then we're gonna yeah we're gonna sub you out for Lamar Jackson. Oh man! But all right, to be that's honest, all I, I had. That's a really neat. That's all, yeah. I think that's an interesting idea for uh, the Ravens, though. Like, really, honestly, just like play Flacco for a quarter and then put in Lamar Jackson. Who cares if you win? Let him watch slash play. It's interesting to progress him. I mean, he's obviously, I think, in a maybe even as soon as next year, will be the starting quarterback. Right. So get him. Don't make him be the starter. Don't put all the pressure on him, but let him get some playing time. I don't know. I don't know if they're. That forward thinking, and not not that they're not forward thinking, but if they're at the point where they want to be forward thinking, you know what I mean? Right. Willing to throw away the year. All right. Enough NFL talk. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear us talk about the Ravens. My God. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. On on to another league where they get paid to play. Yeah. NBA. NBA. The association. The association. <laughs> and uh, still with the best record in the NBA at eight and one, at least tied for it. The Milwaukee Bucks had a really interesting week. Uh, hosted Toronto on Monday at Boston uh, on Thursday, I think it was. Uh, they did play again today. Uh, the Toronto game was weird uh, because both Giannis and uh, Kawhi Leonard didn't play, so it was uh, both teams without their best player. Uh, Milwaukee went on to win, and then Milwaukee lost a, a tough game in Boston. Uh, I guess it. It came down close to the wire. The Bucks were down early and kind of came back in uh, the third and fourth quarter. Made it a game where it probably shouldn't have been. Uh, I think those are the the top three teams in the East. It was interesting to see the Bucks play them uh, both in a week. Uh, I think the Bucks. Sh- I have excuses for the Bucks in Boston, <laughs> uh, which I don't need to get into. But it made me feel good with the. F- in the fact that I think the Bucks can compete with Boston, who I think is the favorite to win the East. So if they can compete in Boston, perhaps they have a chance to. Give me, uh, give me one excuse. Win. Give me one excuse. One excuse. One excuse. They, uh, Giannis didn't shoot well, and they didn't shoot well. This is two. Giannis didn't <laughs> shoot well, and they didn't shoot well uh, from three in general. Uh, okay. Which 
perhaps that was Boston's defense, right? That Boston under uh, Brad Stevens is known to be able to kind of push you off your strength, and maybe that's what they did. Uh, but Giannis responded uh, today with a triple-double in a uh, victory. They, sc- they scored 144 points, the Bucks did, which I guess this is becoming more commonplace in the modern NBA, uh, but it still is weird to see uh, <laughs> on a stat sheet. Uh, Giannis had a triple-double, 26, 15, and 11. Uh, that's 11 assists, uh, 15 rebounds. Uh, and they shot, I think, 22 of 56 from three. <laughs> 56 three-pointers, Marlo. Yeah. Can you believe it? And there will probably be even more three-pointers on Thursday. Bucks play uh, the Warriors uh, in the Oracle on Thursday. Uh, I will be tuning into that and expect... I don't have high expectations for the Bucks, but I do expect a lot of three-pointers to be taken yeah. in that game. Uh, but hopefully not as many made as happened to the Yeah, let me tell you about the Warriors, my friend. <laughs> let me tell you about the Warriors. On Monday night, last Monday, yeah. Yeah. Warriors come into Chicago, and they put up uh, 92 points in the first half. First half. First half, 92 points. I thought my phone was broken when that alert came through. And then I started tuning in. I'm like, what is going on? And at the same time, Clay Thompson scores 52 points in only 25 minutes of play. And yeah. hitting 14 threes to set a record for most threes in a game, which is ridiculous. And this is where we're at. This is where we're at in Chicago, right? As I'm watching this, I can see in the stands that people are now starting to cheer for Clay Thompson to get this record. Oh, no. They're starting to cheer for him because that is, that's, that's, the, that's the excitement of being a Chicago Bulls fan. Like, this is the most exciting thing that's going to go on at the United Center this year. So let's cheer for it because we have something to look forward to. So on one hand, yeah, you kind of don't want to see your home team fans rooting for somebody else, right? Right. But let me spin it this way. I'll spin zone. This- that's just educated basketball fans. What? Which Chicago has. Educated basketball fans rooting for greatness. They recognized it. They've seen it with Michael Jordan, and they're seeing something great right now, and they are appreciating that. How's that spin? That was pretty good. I felt, that was, I, I felt like I was, I was like Skip Bayless there. <laughs> I don't think... I, I, I get where your point is trying to come from. I don't think I agree. I don't think I agree with you personally, but I think... I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a high basketball IQ. High basketball IQ, but Cheer. to be, <laughs> to, no, just you just made that up. To be, to be fair, <laughs> probably most of those people are Warrior fans, anyways, because I mean, Warriors are hot right now, and yeah. I'm sure they get a lot of fans whatever stadium they're going into. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. just it, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to see that just your home stadium just rooting for for yeah. other teams. It's just it's just yeah. hard to take. Yeah, as a fan. definitely. So, but the Bulls, they keep marching on. They got two wins on the yeah. season. So, that's good. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Zach Levine still in the MVP conversation? Oh, uh, no, he's falling off a little bit. Taking a step back. Taking, uh, taking a step back. Uh, but I think teams I think teams has got his number. But yeah, but I, I think it's funny that Levine actually, he actually is playing very well. And I, I can't tell... So my theory is that he actually got paid, but now he's like pissed off and trying. He's, you know, you know. Usually people play better because they want to get paid, and then right, when they get yeah. paid, they fall off. But he's he's like yeah, he got paid like and he Brent wants Parker. to prove that he deserves that money. So <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Yeah. No. I. It's he might be really good, and the reason that 
I mean, he was traded. Well, I mean, when he was traded for Jimmy Butler, um, but the concern was his health. And if he stays healthy, uh, I think he can be a, a really good player. Is Markkinen still hurt? Markkinen still, still hurt. Yeah. They're just, are they just like red shirt now? <laughs> is that the is that the plan? <laughs> they're not rushing him back. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. Yeah. It just that just means more minutes for Jabari Parker. Right. That's what we need. Yeah. Got to earn. Speaking of people who got paid, got to earn that twenty million dollar contract uh, uh, with turnovers and lazy defense. So yeah. congratulations, Jabari Parker. Yeah. Casey, speaking of recognizing greatness, <laughs> <laughs> did you see this the other night? It's like a transition for like <laughs> two minutes ago. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore the Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. All right. I want to talk about greatness. I want to talk about speaking of greatness. Derrick Rose dropping 50 points the other Something. night. Uh, with. This was a this was a game Jimmy Butler said I wasn't playing because of general soreness because you know obviously he's just he's just a winner because <laughs> he's just a winner. You need him you need him to win. Yeah, but Derrick Rose went off for fifty points, and yeah. I tell you what, I have a little mixed feelings about it. I'm happy for him, you know. Once you once you were done crying, oh. you were so happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm happy for him. I you know because I thought he was done done. Something like this would never happen again. But then it just got me yeah. thinking of all the what ifs, man. All the what ifs. If, if I just feel bad for him. His body broke down on him. He has terrible management with his brother. And all the crap that went down in Chicago. And it all came back over me. And I'm feeling it again right now as I talk about. But the what ifs, if he would have been able to stay like halfway healthy and been the player that he could have been and kicked his brother away, that would have done a lot of things in DJ as well while we're at it. But congrats to Derek Rose. Uh, on this 50-point game. Yeah, it was a really interesting uh, story. It seemed like it resonated beyond, uh, I mean, maybe not beyond, but throughout basketball, throughout NBA, you know, Twitter, NBA, you know, stories. Um, and it, it, I guess, was a feel-good story because you, you talked about how uh, you thought Rose, this these kind of performances were beyond Rose. Now, he was... You know, this was something he used to be able to do but couldn't do anymore. And it definitely felt like he thought that too. Yeah. Like he thought, I'm just a role player. I can't do this anymore. And kind of some stories came out during his recovery from his injuries about how like people coming up and saying like, you're the man and him being like, no, I used to be the man, but I'm not that guy anymore. And so for him to be able to do this, uh, it was a really cool feel good story. Uh, I'd love to see it keep happening. But you know Jimmy Butler is going to come back and take his shots. But <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm relatively anti Jimmy Butler at this point. But uh, it was a really cool story. I thought it was it was really uh, neat to see him be able to get back to that level of performance, uh, even if it might have been just for just for one night. Uh, I guess I didn't get any of the nostalgia that you seem to have gotten. But uh, I don't know. It was neat. It was yeah, neat. it's very neat. It was, it was very neat, and a lot of a lot of Poor Twitter Ryan. love out there. Even LeBron gave him congratulations. Oh well, there you go. Now you now you made you've it made it back to the top. <laughs> Derrick Rose back. back. LeBron James says yeah via Twitter. All right, other NBA news, man. Did you see these jerseys that dropped? So yeah, the NBA uh, is doing what is this? The city? What's the promotion? It's like NBA City or something. They're doing yeah NBA City edition. 
jerseys. Alternate jerseys. Each team is doing a jersey, I guess, designed or uh, to represent their city. Inspired um, by their city, yeah. Inspired by their yeah. city. There you go. Uh, Marla, I know when you want to talk about, uh, so why don't you go ahead and talk about that one first? All right, well, we'll start there. Yeah, the, the, the Chicago jersey is fire. I don't think, I think you were talking Talk about the Chicago jersey. I'll talk about the Chicago jersey. It's right. fire. And then there's two. I know you. Want yeah. To <laughs> <laughs> the Chicago's word is fire. It's Chicago flag. This is great radio. I'll just explain yeah. it. But it is. It is pretty dope. They they killed it. Um, the one you're probably referring to is the Timberwolves. Yeah. Who are doing a purple rain vibe? So these purple jerseys actually do have a Prince symbol somewhere on the jersey. Uh, I can't tell well, but those are pretty hot. Obviously, uh, Prince is the man, and those those are hot jerseys. Do you yeah. do you have a favorite? Uh, no. <laughs> in a word, in a word, no. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago one, I think that's just. I guess the point is that it fires up people from Chicago. People outside of Chicago don't give a rip about your dumb city flag. That's uh, not true. It's the best. It's the best city flag tweet, in the world. It's everyone knows the only it. City flag everyone cares. I've ever seen. Do other cities have flags? Yes, other cities have flags. And, and the reason you don't flags. know that because Milwaukee's is terrible. Look it up. It's t- awful. All right, great. <laughs> Congratulations on your city flag. <laughs> the Purple Rain one is fantastic. I love that. Uh, actually, no, I take it back. The one that I like the most is Miami's. Miami's and is Miami, dope. Miami Vice theme is is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Google it if you haven't seen it. That one's the best. Uh, Milwaukee's is fine. I know what they were going for, so it's an homage to uh, the Mecca Arena uh, where the Bucks used to play like back in the 70s. It's a fantastic court design. Um, it just it doesn't... It's a jersey. I, I get it. I just don't really like so it. So you're not buying one? Not. I'm not buying not one. Not buying one. Um, okay, I'll give you that. I think... But, yeah. Miami's is dope. Looks like Miami's Vice. I like Brooklyn's because theirs is inspired by Biggie. That's funny. Um, I'll take that one. And some of these other ones, like Boston LA is lame. And yeah. some other ones. But, yeah, uh, getting all these, um, I'll, put a, I'll, put a link in, I'll put a link to these that we're looking at uh, in the show notes if you want to take a look. Yeah. So it's not terrible radio. You can take a look later. But those are jerseys. I don't know. I think I'll go get a Chicago one because the Chicago flag is awesome. So do you do you like? Uh, I guess I already know the answer. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll ask it. Do you like the city jerseys for the NBA or the NBA or the MLB Player Week jerseys where they have the nicknames and stuff? What do you think is a a cooler thing? Uh that's tough. I mean i I like the I like the city jerseys idea and i like that they get to you know design their own but you know i'm i'm woke to the fact that they're just trying to sell me more stuff you know well, like in both this, cases yeah yeah same reason they do like they have christmas jerseys they only wear one so people buy more um but i like the fact uh, i like that baseball but i think it's baseball is funny because they're like this is this is their like oh no we can be playful you can change your name on yep. the back of your jerseys for one day I think the I think the nicknames kind of seals it for me because you have the ones that are like oh that's a really cool nickname and then you have ones like you just don't have a nickname <laughs> like Ryan Braun's nickname is Osho because he's number yeah. eight and it's like 
Nobody nobody calls Ryan Braun Ocho. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a real nickname. Or then you have people who just have last names and they add an E to the end of it. It's it's great. Um, it, so that adds, adds the fun to it. Uh, I think these are better designed than the MLB Player Week jerseys in general. Yeah. Uh, but I think the names kind of seal MLB uh, for me mm-hmm. of the comedy effect of it. <laughs> All right, well, check out the jerseys. They're in the show notes. Let us know uh, what ones you like. Uh, tell Marlo how stupid the Chicago flag is. Those sorts of things. All right. Uh, it's a fine flag. I'm going to go. I'm going to, after this, as I watch the Packer game, I'm going to look up other city flags <laughs> and tell you which ones are better than Chicago's. <laughs> if if they even exist, which they probably don't. All right. Um that's all I have, Casey. I think uh, Packers are... What's, what's the score right now? It's 10-3 last time. Yeah, this is going to be like time travel for the 10-3. listeners. Because you'll, <laughs> you'll already have talked about the end of the game, but now we're talking about the game in process. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, oh, man. That's a vibe. Think about that. Think about that for oh, a minute. But, oh, oh. yeah, that's all I got for this week, Casey. You got any last words? That is that is it. We'll be back, or maybe maybe you'll already have heard my Packer take. I don't know how Marlon's going to splice it in there. Uh, so I'll either be more excited than I am now, or much more depressed. Who knows? Uh, time travel is a wonderful thing. <laughs> or, until next time, everyone. Uh, I hope. Wait, before that, follow me and Marlon on the Twitter. We are out there retweeting original thoughts those sorts of things uh, I'm at Prof Badger fan Marlo's at Marlo Jr uh, follow us uh, the show has its own Twitter handle Marlo right yes at 132 degrees yep you got it as as the name is on the show that you downloaded and listened to thank you everyone for your uh, continued support um, until next time I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports see you guys